Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How you doing? Hope you're enjoying your Friday night. I'm Vince Quinn with you on 94 WIP. And joining me in just a moment, I think he's grabbing his coffee. Is that, oh, he's getting his headphones. There he is. Big smiley guy. Steve Trevelis in the house. Hey, pal. I got a nice pot of Duncan. There you go. Yeah, the Duncan. I got a nice pot of Duncan. Nice pot Am of I Duncan. On? Is this thing on? Yeah, you're on. Okay, because I can't hear me. Is that what happens during ah, your, your comedy shows? Oh, hey, yeah, it's just hey, thing on. on. You guys look like an oil painting. What's going on out here? <laughs> Where'd the audience go? What's up, Trev? Ah, you know, same old, same old. You're sounding good, you know. Usually when I turn on sports radio, I want to hear about the guy ordering banana pancakes in the diner drunk. Well, you didn't hear the, the preface for why I told that story. Why did you tell that story? All right, Caesar, do you have the audio for this? All right, so let me set this up. So what okay. happened was there was a guy in New York... Right. Pretty young guy. The estimate was he was around 20 years old. Right. Went to a deli because on a Friday night like this, right. people tend to go out and get wasted. And he so got heard. Yes. Yeah. Just heard. Not yeah. never experienced. Never. 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 You're a choir boy. Exactly. So this guy gets loaded. He uh-huh. goes into a deli in the middle of New York, a bodega. Right. And he's a little hungry. So here's what happens. so good it doesn't get old i've heard it like eight times i love it every single time it's amazing oh i can see that all right it's so good he wants a cinnamon raisin bagel bacon egg and cheese that's not bad now not, now i want one not bad oh um, no wow, i don't want man. cinnamon no, no, raisin no, no, you gotta understand cinnamon raisin the beauty of the cinnamon no. raisin bagel is that it's not bacon on a bacon egg and cheese they offset each other no, no, I've done this before. You've the done cinnamon, this? Yeah. The oh, cinnamon, my God, we were friends. The sweet of the cinnamon. Like when you dig bacon, they'll sugar bacon, right? Or they'll put maple syrup on bacon. Right? Bacon is bacon goes on everything now. But you take like the, the, the cinnamon raisin yeah. with the bacon is a nice contrast. Then you throw the egg and cheese in there. And you got your egg, and then you got your cheese, <laughs> and you throw that on there, and I'll tell I'll tell you about the bacon. I'll tell you about the bacon. You think the bacon and the egg? Who's that sound like? The bacon and the egg and the cheese, and you put them together, and then you eat them. And there's nothing better than that. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm telling you. If ever there was a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel, that would be it. Trev's Kitchen. I love it. I'm Can we really? get a cooking show with, <laughs> with you in the kitchen? Cooking with just, Trev. Just yelling about things. It's mac and the cheese. You get the mac and the mac is with the oh, cheese dude. and the friends and they shake hands and they're just great. The mac and the cheese are buddies. I'm going to give you the perfect recipe for macaroni and cheese. Here's what you do. Yes. I, I used to live on this. My mother made this. My, my mother made this all the time. Okay, hold on. i got to get a pen. You take it. All right. I, I've got a laptop got, in front we, of me. we got tape. I'm going to I'm going to type notes. Go ahead. Okay. You take, first you take the macaroni. Okay. And then uh, you put in, you put in a little butter, a little milk, 
and you put a little Philadelphia cream cheese. Whoa. With what? Philadelphia. Listen what? to me. Trust, okay. Trust, trust, trust. I, I've never heard. Philadelphia. I'm, no, I'm, I'm just shocked. Right. I'm not dissing it. I'm just, okay. I'm, I'm surprised. Soft Philadelphia cream cheese. cream cheese. And then you mix that with a jar of cheese Whiz. And you pour it all together, and you put it in a pan, you put a little breadcrumb on top, and you bake it in the oven. Oh, my God. Heaven. That sounds amazing. Try it. Yeah, oh, Heaven. my God. My wife would always make the kids the craft macaroni and cheese and all that, right? Mm. So one day, you know, one day I decided, you know, gonna let these kids live. And I went and I made that, and believe me, I was hero dad. And now every time we go shopping, could you get the could you get the ingredients so Dad can make us the macaroni and cheese? <laughs> I'm trying it. Fill it out whipped you soft Philadelphia cream cheese. Yeah. With cheese whiz, a little bit of butter, a little bit of milk. And you mix that into the elbow macaroni. It's gonna be unbelievable. That sounds You're gonna like it. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty darn like good, Trev. Yeah. How about this? How many things do you make? Or do you consider yourself a chef at all? I you know what? I'm like a good, I'm mom's a good out cook. of the house, you're cooking. But what's that look if like? If I have to, I'm a good cook. Because like I, when I was 15, I lived with my grandmother for a couple of years, and she was the genuine Italian cook with the real kitchen in the basement. Yeah. Now, like if my grandmother made spaghetti and meatballs, she literally peeled the tomatoes, made the gravy, and then with the flour made the spaghetti, mm-hmm. and then made the homemade meatballs. I mean, that was spaghetti and meatballs growing up. Yeah. So I was living with her like when I was 15. I'd come home at night, and she had 15 children. I swear to God. And and they all married. So there was always like a, a and God forbid she didn't cater every event. So there was always like a Christian. It's the most Italian thing ever. And my mom is the same way. Yeah. My mom cannot help herself. My my sister uh-huh. was on a crew team at Delaware. Right. And they have fifty kids. My mom's running to three neighbors' houses using all their ovens. Yeah. I said, Mom, why don't you just order a couple of pizzas and a hoagie? My, no. my, my dad's like, Fitz, you idiot. No, she's, a, she's an Italian woman. This is what does. she's going to do. Downstairs, and, and the real kitchen, like the kitchen upstairs was just for show. The appliances still had the price tags on them. Downstairs <laughs> was like the 1920 stove. That's a classic that thing. That was the real kitchen. And, and she would cook. So I would come home at night, and I would just you know go down there and talk to her. And without really thinking about it, but just kind of soaking it in. And then when I moved down and got my own place, I remember the first time I called my sister and I said, how do you make the gravy? And she's giving me the recipe. And while she's giving it to me, I start remembering my grandmother running around the kitchen. So I start thinking, how did she make, how did she make, you know, veal parmesan? How did she make this? How did she make that? And you learn. So like for me, I could make, uh, I make gravy. I make like the whole thing with the, you know, with the pork butt and the barjol and the sausage and the meatballs. And so you're legit. Oh, I'm legit. Yeah, that's pretty I, good. You know, and I was married twice. So, I mean, you know, like my, my current wife, I, you know, but there's, um, there was space in between. Like when I first got divorced, all my friends that, you know, kept getting divorced and they all kept moving into my house. <laughs> I swear to God, I had this, I had this big house, right? And it was like four bedrooms. So every time somebody would get divorced, they'd be like, listen, can I move in with you? That sounds <laughs> like man, a great sitcom. It really was. You, one that guy should have been a, an HBO show or something. Really? One guy was a, the, the, the Glenn Stewart, the B Street Band. He's the lead singer. We went to high school together. He moved in. And, there, you know, and it was all these different guys. And then uh, when, I, when I got married, of course, they all had to move out. But, you know, we all had survival training, so we all knew how to cook. You know, and you learn that stuff. But, um, huh. Yeah, it was pretty good. There you go. So uh, I'm surprised. I really I wasn't sure what your cooking acumen would be, and I'm I'm impressed, Trev. You know what? I I make good broccoli rabe. 
I make, uh, you, do you like broccoli, Rob? I do. That's an acquired taste. I eat basically everything. It's hard to find things that I, I actually would never have anything to do with. See, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I eat it all. Yeah. The, uh, the broccoli, Rob, what I do is like, first of all, if I'm going to cook the broccoli, Rob, I take just the florets. And I, I saute that with the olive oil and the garlic, and you put a little dill in there because it cuts the bitterness of the broccoli rock. See, that's my problem when it comes to cooking. What's Part that? of it is just because I'm broke. So I'm not going to, I'm not putting in for dill to sit in the cabinet you somewhere. Go well, you use the dill. I mean, if I could get it for a good dill. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> Is this, hey, is this thing on? Is, it's that oil painting known as Vince's audience driving around right now. But that's the thing. I don't, I don't put in for spices and nice things. I can cook if I have to. I have to cook. Uh, well, part of it is I do like to cook. I just don't have time now because I'm running in this place and that. And so right. I'll just make a batch of something and eat that for a week. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. I will eat the same thing for three days straight and really? then I do it again. I am a maniac in that way. I swear, I have had... What do you have, like, gruel? <laughs> a bowl of gruel? Basically, I I make elegant gruel is what I do. I make, for example, the last three days or so, right. I've had rice and corn, and I just mix that together in a big big pot. And Try then a little dill with that. It's really I, I got to buy some... Dill is good with What's it. the dill with dill? No, anyway. It, it takes, it takes the, the edge off. It takes, like, the bitterness off the broccoli rub. Well, well, that's what the whiskey's for, Trev. <laughs> whiskey in the broccoli, Rob? No, it's just in my gut, and that oh. takes the edge off, and then I, I eat my gruel. And then you go to the diner, and the man is cinnamon bagel. I, yeah, bacon, egg, and cinnamon cheese. bagel, bacon, egg, and cheese. I did that once. I was working at Great Adventure years ago. Yes. And there was a diner called the Regent Diner. Okay. And it was one of those deals where Great Adventure was great because it was like four more years of high school. You know, pic- picture an amusement park. That was, everybody was between the ages of 18 and 22. All, from all these cities, like all of Jersey, lumped into this amusement park. So you got to be, you got to buy four more years. And it was like advanced high school. And everybody afterwards, you know, it was all partying and all kinds of stuff. So we'd all go get blasted. And then afterwards, we'd go to the diner. So I go to this region diner. And I am, I am completely out of my mind. And I'm like a rowdy, obnoxious, loud, I want to fight kind of guy, right? Oh, you're an I, so I want to fight kind of drunk? Not really. That, not, you know, Because that of, would be surprising. loud and obnoxious. The, the so, food is one thing, but that is surprising. Okay. Well, I'm just being loud and obnoxious. Okay. Because sometimes that leads that to, is not that surprising. Leads to fisticuffs. So, <laughs> so I'm in the diner and I'm being loud and obnoxious, right? And uh, they throw me, the guy throws me out. So now... And as I'm getting thrown out, right, my friends are now dragging me out of the diner. And I'm screaming, I'm going to tell my uncle. My uncle Regent owns this place. And he's going to fire your ass. <laughs> <In the power. laughs> it's awesome. no longer there. My, my uncle, uncle Regent. I'm telling my uncle Regent. You guys are out of a job. <laughs> Oh, I didn't say so I'd win the fist thing. I just thought I'd do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that was that was pretty. How the hell do we get on this topic? You know, like we 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 have all these. You know, we prepare Vince and I all week long. What's the crossover going to be? And sometimes it's cooking. We we get a team of writers and we yes. brainstorm for hours, and the budget is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's and ridiculous. the results are just not worth it. They're not, they're not <laughs> it is <even> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but look at this. What have we learned from the show tonight? We learned we learned broccoli, Rob. Yes. And we learned uh, we learned macaroni and cheese. 
We, we learned cinnamon raisin breakfast sandwiches. If I get divorced, I can move in with if you. If you get divorced, you can always come by my yes, house. Thank you. It's very nice. Uh, can two divorce men <laughs> without driving each other crazy? I'm not married yet, but yeah, if I get divorced. <laughs> the, uh, but tonight, we're going to talk about well, tonight. See, a very special show tonight. Well, a couple of things. Of course, we got Eagles-Dallas. You know, it's finally an Eagle-Dallas game. It's important. Right? Nice. How long has it been since the, you know, the Eagle-Dallas games? Because they, they've, through the years, have meant so much. And this is another one that means so much. It's everything for both teams. Even the game earlier in the season, that game was, well, Dallas is kind of bad and the Eagles are kind of bad, but somebody has to win the division. And everybody thought Washington would because they were that far ahead at the time. I was very set that Washington was going to win. They just took so many injuries. And so here you are. Now, Dallas has become a good team. And so they are deserving of winning the division. They're, They're solid. They're probably better than what Washington was when they were playing well. But now that you look at it, yeah, this game is huge. This is huge for the Eagles' perspective especially. For Dallas, it's not as big. But for us, you lose this game and it's done. This is your season. Yeah, and the and the Eagles need this because this is the most important game. It's going to show if they're back or not. Like Dallas, they've, they've got no injuries. You know, right now... And they got Amari Cooper. You know, they made the addition. Uh, they've got the quarterback. They're going up against the Eagles secondary. They're going to be home. Uh, you know, this is this is their – it really is the season for both teams because Washington is now, like, completely out of it. How the hell does Adrian Peterson get a 90-yard run and not break 100 yards? You have to try to do that. Jay Gruden should so clearly be fired, and he's not going <laughs> to because they get so hurt every year that yeah. it's an excuse that he gets to lay behind. And, hey – Good. Let him stay there for forever. If Jay Gruden coaches the Skins for 15 years, I'm okay with that. But, man, he's bad. Did you see? Here's the play that really got me was at the end of the game, there's maybe 315 left in the game. Right. It's fourth and 20-something. They're down 14, 15 points. Their season's on the line. you got to win everything. They punted. They punted the ball. Yeah. He literally punted on the season. Well, right see, then and there. That's that's the breaks. Like the week before with the Giants. I mean, Shermer. Well, you know, Shermer. I mean, as much as the Eagles adjusted to shorten that game in the second half, they made the perfect adjustments because they just kept the ball away from the Giants. Yeah. But secondly, the Giant coach just stopped doing what was working for some reason. They had 360 yards of offense in the first half and said, "Okay, we're going to shut it down now," and then started using backups and stuff like that in the second half. So the way this division is, the you just have a lot of weak teams to feast on, you know, and everything breaks your way. You know, like with the Eagles, the Giants were a weak team. The team they played before that, who did they play before that? They, they, I think they won, and it was another. Who did they play before the Giants? How am I spacing on this? This is going to kill me. the Eagles me. play before the Giants? They played, um, but it, how does, none of us know this. It we was are, another. Sports Radio, 94. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was another weak team, and they got to like you know, but they they started building you know feasting on the weak teams, and suddenly you build up the record. I mean, the Giants won three of the last four games against horrible teams. No, they, oh, you're right, you're right. They played the Saints, and they got shellacked. Yeah, oh, that's they get, right. They then got they get killed. to play the Giants, and the Giants they always beat. So there's your first win, like baby steps. Then the next week you play the depleted Redskins. Now you got two more wins, so it's set up for you to get back in it. Same thing like with the Giants. They came back from the bye, and they play the worst team in football in the 49ers, and it comes down to the final play, 
And then they play Tampa Bay. And again, you know, it comes down to the final play. They're not a good team. They just outlast these guys. And then they lose to the Eagles. Uh, and then, you know, like this, uh, this last week, I forget who they played last. It was the same thing down to the final play games that they should have won. So there's no real rhyme or reason. Now, when you look at the Eagles, the build, you know, you get the Giants, then you get the Redskins. Now you got two wins, and you're going to go into Dallas. So this game really is the Eagles season. And, and, you know, and the Cowboys season as well. But when you're the champ, you're supposed to stand in and win that game. That's yeah. why they're the champions. Well, that's why they were the champions. That's really? for sure. Who do you think is going to win this week? I, I really do feel that the Eagles are going to win this game. You do? I do. Part of it is just last week... They called a really good game. The strategy was good. The, they've relied so much on Wentz for a guy that's as injured as he is, and it, I just don't get it. Sure, you want to force it, it would be nice. He's just not there this year. You have to admit it. And so give him, make it easier for him, given that he is limited, and they did that. So I liked a lot of what I saw. Clement got back. He looks really healthy. And they're just adding more pieces as they go. So they are getting stronger here as they beat these bad teams. And that was the game where they got themselves together last week. I think this is the statement game. And if they go and beat Dallas in Dallas, and they can turn this thing around on its head where they really are in the driver's seat to go and take the division if they, if they Dallas, win. Yeah. They're in the driver's seat. So it's a huge opportunity for them and i i really do feel good about this this is where your super bowl experience comes in this is where do you get the mojo back that you had last year the difference between dallas and the last two teams is that they've got their mojo now now dallas for the first time has a defense that can win without uh Sean Lee. you know those two linebackers they got now are great the Zeke Elliott always runs through the Eagles. You know, they got the running back. Now they got Amari Cooper. Who's going to cover him? I mean, this this week they're playing against a good team. You know, the last two weeks they played against bad teams. Bad teams. Now let's see what they can do when they play against a good team, and this is the true test. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, Markel Fultz, is it real? Is it imagined that he's got an injury where he puts his hands over his head and that hurts him? So now you can understand why the shot adjustments <laughs> – how does nobody know about this? You know, how, how why do it take this long to figure it's it out? It's such garbage. The whole thing is garbage. It's, it's total BS, and everybody knows it, and nobody wants to say it definitively because there is that small percentage chance that it's not, but it's totally. It happen? It's never happened to a basketball player before. It's happened to baseball players. It's happened to swimmers. It's happened to guys that put their hands up when touchdowns are scored in the NFL, and they go, yeah! It has not happened to a basketball but It happened to Mark Elfold. Yeah, I, it's the Sixers' luck. As Zaire mm. Smith has a sesame allergy where he's lost 20 pounds and all this junk. It's, sesame it's, allergy. It's so weird. It's just all so weird with the Sixers, and it's frustrating, but I, I don't know. Now, real quick note, because I, yes. I do have to get out of here. Uh, no, stay. Yes, because I got to do, do other things here. I'm going to actually, I'll be podcasting a lot of the show. I should podcast this uh, segment sure, that we've been why doing. why not? All 40 minutes of it. Really? <laughs> um, so I'll do that. But th- here's the thing. I was asking people earlier right. because... To get in on the show, obviously, usual number, 888-729-9494. you getting real easy but right now. <laughs> you, you certainly can. It's wide open. We get you in. Get in. Trev is begging. But really? if you hit pound 9494, 
It's only on your AT&T and Verizon wireless cell phones. Ah. So I was asking people, I was curious, what happens if you do it and you're not an AT&T or Verizon wireless customer? You just, I just want to know. Maybe it goes to like some other company. You Who go knows? directly to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Well, apparently it says hang up, check the number, and dial again. So not thrilling, but I had to know, and I figured people were curious, so we needed to close that loop, and there you have it. It's good to know. Now, now what did we learn? We learned macaroni and cheese. Macaroni Broccoli, cheese. Rob, yes. What happens when you dial the wrong number? Mm-hmm. And dill. It takes the biage off of everything. Dill and whiskey. Dill so, and whiskey. Yes. Thank oh, you. I got to tell you the last thing I'm talking about tonight. <laughs> okay. All right. Because we got to get to the updates. <laughs> exactly. We're going to be combining breaks for you. All right. Now, this is this one. That was 38 years ago that we lost John Lennon. And I was on the air for it. Whose death shook you? Whose celebrity death shook you to your knees? The one celebrity death, famous person, relatives are different. You know, whose famous death just hit you the hardest that you were shocked by? Mm. We'll do that. Okay. And that's a good topic. You got one? One recently, actually. Recently? Pretty recently. Who's that? Steven Hillenberg. Who, oh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob creator. Okay. Yeah. That show, I got into it when I was in fourth grade when it started, and then I watched it again when I was in college, and it's still good. You oh, watch those first, it's the first couple of seasons you got to watch, because then they change writers and all this different kind of stuff. It, it just, it's just different. It's not as good. But right. the first couple of seasons are just, they're wonderful. They're really incredibly smart and funny and innocent. That's the thing. It's so hard to be really good at comedy and clean and childlike, and they just nailed it. That's why Elf with Will Ferrell, such a popular movie, because he's just so innocent, and you love that. And SpongeBob is just su- he's just an innocent nitwit, and it's great. It's that's a brilliant show. That's the key to good animation writing. You know, and that, that's the key to good personality. You know, and they, they teach you that in radio. You know, to always be, have a childlike innocence about who you're talking to when you do an interview or whatever, you know. That's what Angelo, would, childlike would, innocent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, would, what would a kid ask, you know, because the kids are the most honest people. They'll just ask, you know, whatever, they, whatever comes to mind. Yeah. And they, they approach the world with a childlike innocence. They do. All right, that's a good And one. you do as well, Steve Trevelis. Yes, well, it's easy when you're in, when I'm talking to you. I mean, yes. you know, because you do the same thing. And the two of us look at the world kind of like the same way. Which is really screwed up. Yeah, it is. is. And we'll do this again next week. We certainly will. And I'll be doing this again tomorrow night, by the way. At this very time, tomorrow night. Who are you going to be crossing over with tomorrow night? I have no idea, actually. It would be... It would be nice to know, but I... I, Oh, Oh, it's going to be Tom Kelly. Kelly. There we go. So, uh, yeah, I will be in tomorrow night for the overnight, so... Stay tuned for that. Literally, keep your radio Don't on and stay awake. Stay hours. awake until two a.m. tomorrow. It's going to be a great show. You'll be a great call because you'll be very loopy. Too. Yes, I'm going to stay up as well. It's a guarantee. <laughs> so I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks everybody that's helped with the show tonight. I want to thank Jack Fritz, Sue Schilling for doing the updates. Caesar Gramenzi has been producing the show. Sam the driver for bringing Trev for this long crossover show. <laughs> Love Sam the driver. Congratulations. This so is the, the overlap show disco version. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it. I'm out of here. Thank you for listening. I'll see you.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 